You're now listening to Live Chat Radio. You know, the harder work is is not across faith traditions as much as it's across what people actually believe about God. Yeah. That and, and where they stand in that space as it relates to Jesus. A whole We're not paying attention to people before. that don't even know you exist. And this Girl. is your opportunity to spread the love of God. And you too busy suing people because Girl. they got liquor in your drink. Hey everybody, welcome to Live Chat Radio. This is your girl E. Calloway with E. Calloway Management. And I am Felicia Benton with the Zoe Communications Agency and Alicia Magazine. Welcome to the show everyone. So make sure that you stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, You can go to our uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all Live Chat Radio. I was going to say Snapchat until I remembered that we don't have a Snapchat. I totally need it. It's live chat. Why don't we have a Snapchat? Life, I know it, right? <laughs> I don't even, I feel so uncomfortable snapping. I have a personal li- uh, Snapchat. And I don't I even have just a personal do one. so terrible at it. But I watch people's Snapchats all the time. I think they're fascinating. Um, so yeah, you can connect with us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're Live Chat Radio everywhere. You can also find us at Live Chat Live. That's L-I-V-E dot com where you can see all of our shows get connected with all of the events that we are trying our darndest to plan for 2017 yes i was about to say 2015 <laughs> no it we're going forward not, not backwards 2015 <laughs> so uh find us yeah livechatlive.com get connected there we will let you know what's happening in the new year yes there's a lot happening then um very excited actually about what's happening for 2017 so uh we are in our uh, how to Start a Revolution series. And um, we've had some very exciting interviews. I hope you guys have enjoyed it thus far. And I hope that you are starting your own revolution um, right now and not necessarily waiting for 2017, but putting some things into motion so that it's even easier for you for the next year. Uh, so How to Start a Revolution is what we are um, talking about on Live Chat Radio. And we have a special guest uh, this week, Edwin Rob. Robinson is going to be on. So it's a great interview with him. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, and we are going to talk about our word for the day and our quote for today. Is that what we're doing right now? Yup. So as Esther already mentioned, our guest today in our uh, third part of How to Start a Revolution with Mr. Edwin Robinson. Man, this dude is pretty darn fascinating. I don't know if you guys have heard him on our show before, but uh, he's a... Uh, He's a complicated man, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot to, of to all the listeners that come from like the after party radio right, side, right, for right, us right. has definitely heard him before. Yeah, so Edwin is pretty fascinating, and so he's motivated both our word for the day and our quote for the day. So our word for the day is probably a word if you're a Dallasite you're associated with, and the word is maverick. So um, not the Dallas Mavericks. This is the actual <laughs> definition of the word maverick. And so the definition is an unart an unorthodox, excuse me, or independent minded person. Oh, that's definitely <laughs> Edwin. Yeah. An unorthodox or independent minded person. So um, a lot of people, I think, claim to be 
a maverick kind of a person. Like they, they call themselves mavericks. Like mm -hmm. they think that they think very independently, but they are in a world uh, with a whole lot of other people. But Edwin is, uh, <laughs> he's got definitely got some re really logical ideologies, but I think they are so far from what people would put together themselves that he is, um, he's kind of in a space of his own. So yeah, absolutely. And especially maverick. just from the whole, christianized mindset like he's oh god he's so far left from that yeah so for those of you guys who don't know edwin used to be a um he used to be a youth pastor or wait not a youth pastor a young adult pastor at a, a local church pretty pro uh, prominent church here in the city and he is uh, no longer there he's now working for an organization called faith in texas mm -hmm. so faith is what they call faith in texas is a what they call a uh, multi-faith organization so there um, are muslims and hindus and jewish congregations and christian congregations all paired with the same organization so very different kind of a group of people um so that's why we call edwin our maverick yes he is <laughs> very a, revolutionary very that idea maverick. in itself though is like I, I would just like to go to one of the meetings just to feel the energy in the room because i th th that's just different than what people are used to obviously so you already have to have a certain mind frame in order to even be a part of the organization i think it's a different intention so i think we're always in rooms with people who are different than us yeah but i think that having placed emphasis just by nature of the name of the organization on the fact that this is a diverse set of faith communities in one room kind of helps you to reframe the focus um, just uh, of any organization or any conversation that might happen amongst those folks. So we're always with different people, but in that world that you know, in the, in the religious world, that's yeah, different. You know, yeah. Very different. Okay. Yeah. So um, good word for today. And then our quote for today is no real social change has ever been brought about without a revolution. Revolution is, but thought carried into action. And that's Emma Goldman. Emma Goldman. Yeah. She Jewish. I don't know. I think she Emma had Goldman, a good quote though. Yeah, she was Jew <laughs> like she was uh prominent in like the thirties <clears throat> or forties in America. I'm gonna go Google that. That's yep. interesting. Emma Goldman, mm -hmm. very good quote. Um and in our interview you can tell that this quote rings true because it talks about how to put again action to what whatever you are trying to start so whatever type of revolution you're trying to start you have to put action behind it there's nothing without it an action with a long-term view in mind i think a lot of people think uh well we're mad about this we're mm -hmm. mad about uh, mass incarceration or we're mad about donald trump or we're mad about whatever that thing might be we're mad about so many different things but we see a lot of folks and we've talked about this a few times kind of flocking toward immediacy so what is the thing that i can do right now right. to be a part of change and i think that's because just by nature we like to feel some sort of immediate gratification in mm -hmm. doing something um that's gonna make us feel like we've really contributed but organizations like faith in texas remind us like it's an entire organization right it's not just uh we're gonna do this thing one time and ex um, edwin talks a lot about um the difference between um activists and organizers yeah. and how kind of organizers have a very much so long-term view in place and how they deal with their day-to-day -day operations so 
That's and the, the, and both are necessary. That's yeah. the thing. Both are absolutely necessary. Right. So you need the visionary. You need the person that's going to be all like, go, yes, let's do it, let's do it. But then you need the people behind the scene that's actually strategizing and yeah. planning for it. So Yeah, and you see that, we've seen that tr- a trend with all the people that we've talked to in this series. So yeah. starting off with the Miss Black USA yeah. pageant. And look at you remembering mm-hmm. that. And Busa, they started out with us in this series, How to Start a Revolution. And the um, the lady who has taken on bringing that pageant to Texas, Miss Leslie Hooks, uh, like she literally bought, bought into the franchise. Right. And she's building this long-term plan for making sure that that idea manifests over an amount of time so it's not just i'm going to do this right now so she's got some long-term investment and long-term visioning right and then you have uh, destiny Mm -hmm. who was on last week and she started an organization which is what is the name of that organization uh Um, new way feminist new way feminist but they've got some very long-term plans right and she's i feel like she's kind of changed her approach like she started off very Rah rah sis boomba. Yes. But now they're building an app. They're working with alongside organ other organizations. They're realizing that they have some shared um, values as it pertains to both people who are pro life and pro choice. Right. And so there's some Find balance the there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you see that there, and then you see it again now with Edwin and Faith in Texas, and the fact that he is a Christian. He identifies himself more <clears throat> Christian than anything else. Yeah. And then he's working alongside Muslim and his Hindu and etc toward long-term visioning they're going to be a part of the 2017 legislative um, session down in austin Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. some really long-term thinking and some really balanced thinking and how to accomplish a set of goals and i think that's like the long-term thinking is very imperative when you are talking revolutionary mindset right? right so you have to not only be frustrated and angry about what's happening right now but you also have to be frustrated and angry about what could possibly happen in five years if this is not started right now right and not even five years like thinking about my kid how yeah does this five ten thirty fifty right yeah, how, it has does to this be affect, how does my work today affect the next generation of people and i think black folk especially have to consider that idea because generationally we have so much undoing in our mindset that has to happen in order for the Madisons and the Zoe's of the world to experience a different kind of society. And so if we're not cognizant of how to shift things in our world or be a part of shifting that, (laughs) then they have to live in the same world that we grew up in. What good is that? I was just uh, talking to one of my clients earlier and we were talking about Donald Trump being president and he was like, I'm just afraid. And I was like, I don't even want to use that word that I'm afraid, but I am very concerned about what the next four years will look like in 30 years. Sure. Like what the things that he's putting in place or going to put in place or plans to put on, put in place over the, over his term, how is that going to affect Madison when she's my age? Because I feel like that's, it, it's, we're not going to feel an immediate you know, hit basically. Like, I don't think that it's going to be like that. I think it's going to trickle down slowly and it's going to be 20 or 30 years down the line. And we're going to be like, ah, it's built into something totally different that our kids have to deal with. So, yeah, I think what we see in Donald Trump and people have talked about this a lot. We've seen in him, the fact that we've seen him as a figurehead already and the influence that he has as a figurehead. So Mm -hmm. even though technically he hasn't done anything because he's not, the president Mm -hmm. of the United States quite yet. He has the idea of who he is has sparked a 
revolution in some folks about mm-hmm. what America should be. Right. So even though he hasn't done anything, it doesn't matter. He's positioned himself as the kind of person that attracts other people mm-hmm. and <clears throat> has therefore sparked some unfortunate. And even though he hasn't done as anything as a president, he has still done things like he's already and even even though he's not in that seat yet. The thing about him is that he's already preparing for that transition right so he's already putting people in the place that are connected to him that fit what he's trying to do over the next four years what he's already think putting he's it. trying yeah. to do we don't yeah. know uh, so complicated kinda, you know a well, little bit but you know don't you don't know, know. everything yeah. but you know that you know what he what he was talking about on his campaign versus what he's now talking about when he's putting people into office like it kind of all coincides in some type of way so i think there are a lot of things that he's going to do differently outside of what he talked about on his campaign trail um but nonetheless it's going to be different and like he's doing he's doing things totally different than what we're yeah, used to yeah and i think that's something that we can expect that's something that he touted he touted being somebody who was going to do things that are different because mm-hmm. everybody likes to say well washington needs a shake up like washington needs somebody from the outside well what the heck does that mean i almost don't want somebody from the outside i almost rather have at least some semblance of what is expected to transition me towards something that is new as opposed to having somebody who has absolutely zero experience like this dude has never been elected to anything like he's never been elected to a city council he's never been appointed to a board or a commission he has no municipal or government experience at all Mm -hmm. and he is coming into the highest ranking position in the world right if that's not frightening from people from just a very practical standpoint yeah just just from a business standpoint really like is he the person is he the best ceo for the united states of America with no that's, CEO that's experience basically. in this capacity that's right. like saying I'm going to come in and run a nonprofit, and I don't have any nonprofit yeah, experience pretty much or I'm coming in to run Trump Tower and I've mm-hmm. never ever worked for a hotel, a hotel. before mm-hmm. he would never hire somebody that who's never worked for a hotel to come and run a hotel right that's the thing that is fascinating to me, to me about people's mindset and how warped it is like I think it's so fascinating how people can buy so much into the ideologies of a party that they Mm -hmm. don't think about the practicality of what the implications will be if they put somebody into a position that doesn't have ish to do about. Yeah. And that and that just because they're a part of this party does like. That's that's all it takes, basically. It's, it's weird. all it takes for you to it's, be a part of the party and order for us to vote for that's you. That's it. Even though your ideologies may or may not actually align with who we say we are and what we represent. It's weird. Yeah. What a weird we time. We didn't even go into all of that time. But sorry. however, it is however, what it is. But I, I think that's why Edwin's conversation today is so fitting because folks like Edwin are finding ways to um, cross Barriers, barriers that I think are more relatable to the common person than what we actually want to give credit. I think mm-hmm. most people find themselves somewhere muddled in the middle, but we are contained with the idea that we're supposed to be in these compartments when we really, in reality, have more in common than we do not. Yes, in absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, So you guys stay tuned for our interview with Edwin Robinson. I want to give a special shout out to um, Montana Mitchell. What up, Montana? um, She just did their party awards. The second one, right? Mm -hmm. The second second annual annual. party awards uh, last week. So 
we just want to show some love because that was our beginning. That's where we started on the after party. So uh, kudos to you. Looks like it was a fantastic turnout. And uh, we will be right back after these songs or something is going to play. Okay, right that's good. <laughs> You're listening to Live Chat Radio. Radio.
Decal. And this is Felicia, and we want you to be a part of our live live chat radio audience. So if you'd like to be a part of our live podcast audience, email us at lifechatradio at gmail.com. And make sure you visit us online at lifechatlive.com. We can't wait to chat with you. Hey, welcome back to Live Chat Radio. This is E. Calloway, of course, and we are thankful that you are tuned in to our new series. Our, this is our third. We're like on our, this is our last one, actually. It is. In the series, yeah. It went by fast. Um, so fast. <laughs> so we are in our series of how to start a revolution. And um, we have, man, this dude is very revolutionary, actually. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him through Felicia, what, lad, two years I ago, know, I think. It's been a while. He's, he's been on live chat radio, like, several times. But yep. he has not been on since we've transitioned to podcast. What in the world, Edwin? I know. I just said your name by yes. accident before she even <laughs> said it. Sorry. Go ahead Go ahead and introduce him, Felicia. Go ahead. No. Go, no, wait. We're going we to officially introduce you. We have to say, we got in the studio today, <laughs> Mr. Edwin Robinson. Woo. What up, Edwin? Hey, y'all. <laughs> It's good to be here on the new in the new digs on the new uh, thing. Thing, yeah, right. That is dope. I'm, I'm digging it. He Thanks. had to find us. Like everyone hadn't even been listening to us for the past year. He was like, "So how do we find you?" Yeah. Like, I don't even know. So crazy. So easy. But this is so much easier than finding you on the other one. Like, I know. It was yeah. very hard. This is yeah, simple. it was like steps yeah. and all that. Yep, we don't have steps like yes. Google Live Chat Radio or Boom. look it up in iTunes or look it on, yeah. on Google Music or you see how I just is, put another plug in there. This is. Miss <laughs> it. <laughs> We're professionals so around funny. here, sir. Right on. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome, Edwin. It's good to be here. Yeah. How be you here. been? Uh, I've been working hard, um, but uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. Listen, last time we talked to you, you were like a like super preacher. At the was most. Was that the last time we talked? Yeah. I'm not no, sure. No. The, Wait, no, no you had just kind of, transitioned. You had just transitioned from been, being yeah. super preacher. Mm-hmm. And you, we had <laughs> you preacher. on our, we accidentally brought you up a couple of days ago. We had a conversation with a lady. We were talking about our Rainbow <laughs> and the Promise uh, show that we did. Yes, and yes. so we did two of those shows. And the first one, we had the stark contrast of somebody who was African-American, homosexual pastor, yes, right? Yes. And and he touts all of those things very proudly. Absolutely. Um, and then you had somebody who was super conservative, also, folks would say African American pastor. Absolutely. Not a uh, not homosexual at all. And so you were our moderator in between guy. Uh, I was trying. <laughs> you were trying. <laughs> you did good. I think you did really good. Yeah. I man. think we were all like, I, I would, I would have much rather had you in on that one than not because. We were kind of at a loss of words. For we the haven't done it in a year. Like yeah. we haven't done the Rainbow and the Promise part. Three. I don't want there. Yeah. There is what done. I don't even know what. There's there's so much more to talk about. We <laughs> so could definitely more. do that again. Yeah. There's there's so yeah, many though. more people to bring into that conversation. <laughs> I know. So what have you been doing now for the past year or so? Uh, I just been you know. Don't put the word just in there. You have <laughs> yeah, not just, just been anything. doing anything. Um, I'm a little organizer, just trying. Trying to change the world. Oh, um, You're doing a pretty good job at it. Good yeah, job. Yeah, we're, we're working hard. So um, for whom do you work? We haven't so established I, that So yet. I work for an organization called Faith in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a organization that 
um, organization that organizes always when I have to say I those know, two right? things. All back the yeah. um, so we organize faith communities um, to do um, racial and economic justice uh, here in Texas and in Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, and so in the Dallas North Texas area, let's okay. say. Um, and so we, we organize uh, specifically through um, congregations. Um, so that is all faith congregations um, to do this sort of work. And we also do a little uh, bit of organizing with some um, other sort of organizational partners. We're working with the Dallas Festival of Ideas cool. this year. Um, and we're... That's, when is that event? It's in April. Cool. Uh, so we, we led their Action Speak Louder um, events that they did post the um, July 7th shooting that we had here in yep. Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, and then out of that created a... Uh, help them create an action group that's specifically working on criminal justice reform. Has that been continual? Are they meeting on a regular basis? Absolutely. Meet once a month. Great. Um, the mm -hmm. second Thursday of each month. Cool. From 6.30 to 8.30 at mm -hmm. El Centro College. Cool. Jeez. Who's nice. invited to plug into that? Anyone and everyone okay. if you're down for justice. But no, El it's Centro a moving train. Central El Centro Central? Because we went to the West Dallas campus this week. So we didn't no, know they yeah. it is the El Centro downtown. The downtown. Okay. Yeah, cool. the downtown the office. Location. Yes. So it's a moving train, so anyone can come. Just know yeah. you got to run real fast. Oh, right. yeah, you got to you get basically got to catch up yes. because it's already running. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but we do invite other community partners to be a part of that group, and so that group, along with some other community partners, but particularly through faith congregations, we do organizing. Okay, mm -hmm. so define for us. Faith <laughs> congregations, because people know, like Edwin Robinson, Reverend, was, actually, Reverend, Reverend. Edwin Robinson, yes, Reverend, Reverend Edwin, Hallelujah, that guy. He was a Concord for yeah. like a second, yes, yes, and then he is now working with faith communities, faith yes. in Texas, faith yes. in Texas. So, what in Jesus' name, I will say, yeah, what does that mean? So, we work with, um, we have Jewish congregations that are what? part of faith in texas cool. um, we have muslim congregations a part of faith in texas as well as christians of all sorts mm -hmm. so uh from the catholic church to um the baptist to the non-denominational uh to the Methodists, mm -hmm. uh open and affirming churches uh -huh. churches who are like never in my church mm -hmm. yeah um um we we have all of it uh, so how many I got so many questions about this organization. Yeah. So Faith in Texas is like an an organization, Absolutely. like 501c3 nonprofit ish Absolutely. kind of thing. Okay? Absolutely. How Not kind of, we really are. Okay. Because so some people are kind of. Yeah. Like we, like we haven't got the full approval. Yeah. No, we, yeah. no, we, we for real. <laughs> so Faith in Texas will take your donations. Absolutely. Uh, and we will send you uh, your tax. Your tax exempt. Exam Great. Information. <laughs> That's so awesome. www. You can still you can actually still donate tx dot org that org yes. legit dot org legit dot org <laughs> okay people cool. are still looking for places to donate yes. you know yeah, and if you, if you go on Facebook Edwin Robinson you can also donate to my to, to personal Faith in Texas through okay. my personal page awesome nice. I love it okay so Faith in Texas how long has it been around this is like quick fire questions absolutely so Faith in Texas has been we've been operating. Uh, officially for about a year and a half, two years. Hot dog. You were yeah. a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. Yes. What, what was the question? Sorry. Ask it. Go for it. I was saying, were you a part of the initiation of it? Like, So I wasn't. Um, 
Facebook, so we're part of a larger network called the PICO National Network. Stands Spell for that. People, P-I-C-O stands for People Improving Communities Through Organizing. So the largest faith-based um, organizing network in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but Is that a .org too? It is. Okay. Uh, PicoNetwork.org. Okay. Um, and so... The affiliate was founded here by uh, Dr. Lydia Bean, uh, who was at Baylor University, um, connected with the PICO National Network and said, hey, we need to do this in Texas. Um, so she, we actually, interestingly enough, both got to Dallas about the same time. Okay. Um, and so she started trying to figure out how to do the PICO thing. I was working at Concord. And then uh, we met and um, we thought, we had some similar thoughts about similar things. Okay. And, um, and so it sort of happened from there. She was, for a year and a half, she was driving around in her Prius trying to convince people she wasn't crazy. Okay. For a year and a half, I was sitting in a I'm black. I'm still driving around in my Ford. In a black church. Yeah, like, Am I, I was crazy? sitting around in a black black Baptist church trying to convince people that I'm not crazy. But they are not convinced. And, um, and then we met each other and realized that we're both just crazy. Okay. Yeah. And so and we, owned, okay. we owned our crazy yeah. and um, boom. Okay. Here we are. Faith, Faith in Texas. Texas. Faith in Texas. Hotdog.org. Faithntx.org. <laughs> yes. So you guys are like doing a lot of activity, obviously, in North Texas. Mm-hmm. And so um, you guys have been on NBC5 and what is it? Channel 11. And like, yeah, yeah like so many things. Yeah, you, you, you're getting a lot of coverage, which is which is fantastic because you're doing some positive things in the community. So tell us a little bit about what's happening within the organization and how you're kind of spreading that message. Sure. We are... <laughs> We're doing so much. I'll say what we're getting ready to work on right now. We're working on the Texas state legislature, mm-hmm. you know, po- moving policy at the, yeah. t- at the state level. Yeah. Um, you know, so we recently did a policy summit um, talking about five I different meant to areas. come to that, Edwin. Yeah, you should have been there. It was really mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Um, but we had... Uh, policy briefings we gave the community policy briefings on uh, five particular areas so one criminal justice reform um, healthy food initiative um, immigration reform that's a big uh, one education um, and I'm missing one. Oh, our payday lending work. So mm. what we call moral economy, but our payday lending where we've passed a number, gotten a number of ordinances passed locally. And so now on the state level, you have to protect those wins, right? So you don't right. just get stuff passed. You got to protect it. Sure. Um, okay. And so doing that work. So so we were we gave the community a number of policy briefings, and then we actually did some advocacy training. So we actually trained them on how to have meetings with uh, state legislators right. um, to begin to do that so we'll be we'll be playing in the state legislative session and trying to bring the full weight of faithful people you got some lobbyists down there um we're working with some of our good friends uh statewide lobbyists um um to work on some of these things um and so we're just trying to bring the full weight of the people to bear upon these things that we want to see change in our community Can you put medicaid reform on there um well you know I would love to, right? There's about ooh, 400, 500 bills, right, that are about to go across yeah. the state ledge, and we're probably 
focus on like five. Four. Yeah, <laughs> they're about to pretty much or six. Those five. Yeah. Um, um, the the special needs community is about to get hit real hard because absolutely. they pretty much wiped out Medicaid absolutely. for for the special needs community. Um, and a lot of physical therapists, speech therapists, all of those therapists, a lot of them are about to lose their jobs because therapy wow. is about to become a thing of a pa- the past wow. because somebody said that um, they don't need it. Wow. And I'm the mom who's watched it be relevant in my kid learning yeah. to walk and run and play and wow. function in society. But they're so disconnected from what it actually looks like. So one day, if that gets, you know, in your mind's eye. If it comes across. Well, your desk, I'll say, so let me tell you how we organize. Like, I'm ready. So a lot of people ask me, like, Edwin, what do y'all work on, right? And I Probably them, a billion things. Yeah, well, not really. I tell them our po- our campaigns, right? So we have our Live Free campaign that's um, about ending mass incarceration and community violence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. We have um, our education reform, right? It's about creating equitable education. We have our moral economy, um, which is pretty much a poverty campaign. Campaign, mm-hmm. right um, a campaign against poverty and then um, we have our immigration reform la red uh, which is our immigration um, you know reform uh, campaign and so but I tell people like Lydia and I didn't like get in a room and just pick four things sure. and say, hey let's do these um, sure. that's not how we that's not how you organize right I tell you there's a difference between activists and organizers sure. not that one is bad and one is good that's not sure. the point it's just a difference yeah um, and so organizers what we really do, we, we went through a number of listening campaigns with congregations and had the people in the congregations yep. do listening campaigns. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and basically asking people, like, what keeps you up at night? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And who who do you love? Who are the, no, not like, I love the youth, right? right. I love people. No, like, who are I their names? I love Zoe Benton. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. right? Who are their names? Um, and and as people told stories and we and we dug into people's self-interest we had everyone come back and you they shared those stories i talked to i talked to jane pemberton yeah. and mm-hmm. jane pemberton's son um was wrongfully arrested by the police and that mm-hmm. like true stories and so we went from that and we sort of took all those stories and we did this with everyone in the room and we bucketed them. So we put them in buckets. Mm-hmm. We ended up with like maybe 12 or 15 different issue buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those same people who were in that room, those hundred people who we were working to organize, we said, now, what do you want to work on? Mm-hmm. From, these 12. from these 12. Mm-hmm. And so they voted with their feet. They moved to the area that they wanted to work in, and it ended up. And so we were able to aggregate some of those things together, and we ended up with these four issue campaigns. So the way we like organizers and the way we the way we should be organizing and moving has to come from the deep self interest of people. Sure. Yeah. Or right. else they won't. Or they'll stop. Right. As well as the fact that if we're actually trying to create a revolution, right. Um, the first revolution is internal. Sure. Absolutely. And so there's no way to really like the, the 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 problem with organizing comes when people just get so caught up in organizing people that you actually never move out and do That's anything. Real. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the problem with activists come activists usually have the thing that they care about and they run around telling everybody you should care yeah, about it. Right, right, right. Right. And so the a good good organizing right and good um activism needs to come together good organizing builds up the people and pushes the power of the people and i feel like you can't have you can't have the revolutionary mindset without 
both of those, right? Absolutely. So you need the acti- the activist, and you absolutely. also need the organizational side of absolutely. it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Stokely, Ella, yeah. like you know, these are my these are my heroes. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it, so, so, one, so we're obviously talking about how to start a revolution, and you are literally starting one. You guys have already started this revolution, absolutely. and so you're talking about all of these faiths coming together, right? Mm-hmm. How how is the temperament of all of these people in one room? So you have people that are Christian, Muslim. You have all of these different cultures and, and, and religions, right? So, how do they actually? How do you get them to work together on one cause? Like, I feel like that would be very difficult. Um, it's the goal. Yeah. You have a unified goal. Yeah, faith, mm-hmm. human dignity, and freedom. Like faithful justice, human dignity, and freedom. That's our trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, not faithful justice, human dignity, and freedom. Yeah. And and. If your faith community can't get with that, then I can't get with your faith community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those, like, those are the benchmarks. And and the other thing is, what we don't do is create a false, some false interfaith weirdo space. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where weirdom space. Yeah. Where that's funny. If you're Christian, and we ask our Christian clergy to pray, we're not going to tell them you can't pray in Jesus' name. Sure. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Right. I need you to show up in who you are, your full self. Right. Same thing. When our Muslim leaders, when they pray, right, they pray in Arabic, right? Um, when they leave faith reflection, the faith reflection comes from their faith. Right. Mm-hmm. When our Jewish leaders leave, leave faith reflection, right, it comes from a deep abiding Jewish faith. And so you have to show up in that room like yourself. You don't get to hide. Yeah, um, right. And you're not there to change people. Absolutely. I think that's... Well, Something we're not. Really I would important. say we're not there to proselytize. That's mm-hmm. probably the word. Say the word again. Proselytize. Proselytize. Yeah. In other words, I'm. We're not. I'm not like. I'm not trying to get you to be Christian, a Christian right Christian, now. Christian, Christian clergy. If you come in that room trying to get Muslim clergy to be Christian, you're in the wrong room. Right. Um, and so on and so forth. Like if you are, if you are a Muslim clergy and your job is to come in and convert the Jew, the Jews, mm-hmm. then you're, the, not, you're 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 in the wrong room. Right. You need to go somewhere else. That's not faith in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're trying to convert someone to justice all day long, like that's our mission. And so, do mm-hmm. you do you go and recruit? Um, I guess churches or or faith based ministries or do they seek you? It's a it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I I get emails. Uh, some people, you know, they'll be talking to someone <laughs> and they're in a congregation and they're like, "Look, we really want to do justice work, but you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do it in my faith." And someone will shoot them my email, right? Um, but we reach out to particular congregations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard work. Um, it's yeah. hard work trying to really help people understand like what it takes to do this because it's not as easy as as there's a water crisis in Flint, let's send some cases of water. No, you actually have to know what the people in Flint need. Right. Um, and then when people tell you who have been there, <laughs> who are organizing, the people in Flint do not need cases of water. Mm-hmm. They need you to send money. Yeah. Right. The to cases this of water organization, are run out. I mean, right? Going? Or they need, you know, they need um, people to stand up for them, right, and make yeah. public mm-hmm. statement. Then it's like, eh, nah, I'm cool. The I just wanted work. to send. I just want to send some water. That's just really so all we can I say that do. we actually did something. Uh, I. I I'm not, that cynical. I'm not that cynical anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to be that cynical, mm-hmm. really sincerely. I, it is 
sincerely people coming from a place of wanting to do something Mm -hmm. but then not actually knowing when you actually tell them what it takes yeah then they're like oh i need to rethink this they have a false assumption and you see it all over the place where people assume that they have to do something in order to create a remedy for it but the level of understanding that is required to actually be effective is not a place that they always want to go it's even like that's the whole concept it feels like of your organization it sounds hypothetically like being a part of an interfaith kind of organization what they would be assume was an interfaith kind of organization mm-hmm. sounds good but when you f- when you realize that your organization is one where a person actually has to be involved and build relationship and know what's happening with my hindu brothers yeah. or mm-hmm. my muslim brothers mm-hmm. well i've associated with every all muslims with radical islam yep. so what good is that going to do for me what is god going to think about me if i go to associate myself with them so when it comes <coughs> to that building that level of relationship that's not something that they feel comfortable with often because they don't even have an understanding of what that is or looks like they're not knowledgeable of the depth of it absolutely Mm -hmm. and then i mean outside of just the 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 all the all the ridiculousness right that comes along with being a multi-faith and that's the word that we use as opposed to interfaith interfaith. Mm -hmm. not that interfaith is bad it just has this weird connotation like we've made it something weird um and so we're trying to we're trying out this new word called multi-faith and we'll see we'll see what happens with that good experiment yeah we'll see see what happens with that it's an Um, experiment but i mean outside of that then you got the weirdness of like we organize like Tea Party Republicans mm-hmm. and That's super good. liberal Democrats right. in the same room working together <clears throat> for criminal justice reform. That's America, y'all. Yeah. Right. Like this weird, you know, all the left wing people yeah. going to get on one side. Like that's not like that. That is work. solving none of our it's problems. It's actually not effective. Yet we right. yet we continue to perpetuate it um, on all of our social media. And pre- we most of us live in a bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a bubble of some sort. Right. Yeah. Um, well, we all live in a bubble of some sort. Let me say that. Um, but that's the hard work, like getting um, getting Paul Orman you know what I mean, at mm-hmm. Spring Creek Church, you know, who is a 60-some-year-old white man, um, you know, working on criminal justice reform next to well, <clears throat> Brittany White, who is a formerly incarcerated black woman. Yeah. Right? And them both fighting for criminal... Like, that's that's the hard work. And working right. together, it's, partner, yeah, partnering, seriously. I, it's The hard work is not the faith aspect the hard work is Mm. the the ideological places where because that's not across because paul orman and Brittany white are both baptists Mm -hmm. yeah isn't there's not one muslim and one they're Mm -hmm. baptists Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty fascinating (laughs) you know the harder work is is not across faith traditions as much as it's across what people actually believe about God. Yeah. That and and where they stand in that space as it relates to justice. That's interesting. Wow. <clears throat> so even in trying to get folks to be goal centric, because it feels like I have this philosophy that if if a group of people, regardless of from where they've come, uh from where they live or what their faith is, they can concentrate or focus on a singular goal and work together toward bringing resolution to that goal. I've always had this idea that that is a more plausible um, success-driven circumstance than us talking about our differences. So talk to me a little bit about 
um, your experience with getting folks to focus on that singular goal? What are the difficulties? Where do people find success? Where mm -hmm. do people find frustration? Failure. Well, well, the only way to do it is by talking about our differences. Mm -hmm. Okay, talk. Um, say, talk so one of the things that I think one of the places that we where we failed and we continue to fail is we create false space. And so false space is a space where you walk in and we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We walk in with this idea that we're all the same and then we continue to try to tell ourselves we're all the same. And the way we do that is by not talking about the reality that we're different. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so to my point about our clergy table, right? We're different. So I, I don't want you all in here praying the same. It's not how you pray in your church. So right. don't come in here and do something weird now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense, right? Um, and so the way to get to shared interest, I was gonna say the way to get to shared interest is by actually talking about our differences and jumping that hurdle, mm -hmm. right? While simultaneously, while simultaneously knowing that we are all moving towards um, the same goal of racial justice and equity, mm -hmm. right? So if I can create a goal, to your point, create a goal and say, is this something we can all work to? Cool, okay, now how are we gonna get there? Yeah. Right, and the only way to get there, right, is to talk about the reality of where we are and where we're not. Okay. Um, um, and how you're all passionate about that one thing, right? I, about that goal. The hope is we are. Yeah. Um, some people That's are, real. some people aren't. Yeah. Some people just want to be good. in the room and mm -hmm. then they eventually get to the passion, That's right? Good. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't, the, these, and, and I say these things because these are all lessons that I've learned, right? Of thinking that I needed, everyone who's on the team has to be, like fully passionate and only the like no like you we got to take people where they are mm -hmm. but we can't leave them there sure right like that's the thing so i got i got to take you where you are but if if i'm a true organizer and i'm really trying to create some sort of revolution i can't leave you there yeah. i gotta bring you with me and that is it's hard. difficult yeah it, <laughs> sometimes does it feel like you're dragging people at times oh absolutely yeah absolutely mm -hmm. um you know and then there's people who just they have this moment and they just get it mm -hmm. you know um and and that's a beautiful thing to watch right uh, it's painful when people quit um because they're not quitting on me they're quitting on themselves they're quitting mm -hmm. on justice mm -hmm. yeah man um so yeah. Edwin, you got to come back to the show. So this is not sufficient. This is not <laughs> sufficient commentary because you are a very complicated, complex kind of human. And I like complex all, humans. All good, though. Like, yeah, it's good, good stuff. Ways. Tell, so. that to, tell, that to, tell that to my girlfriend who's going to be listening to this podcast. Well, that, hey, uh, girlfriend. The, com the complication hey, girlfriend. Is, is good. <laughs> I, to to, I, I wanted to ask you a question about that. We'll talk about that offline. Oh, so, or and next, thank you. Next show. <laughs> Let's go. Edwin, thank Thank you so much for being a part of Life Chat Radio, you guys. Um, and so how can they get in contact with you if they want to? Sure. Out? You can um, reach me on uh, Facebook. Just look up Edwin Robinson. It'll be me, the black guy with the beard. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram and Twitter um, at Edwin, the number four justice. So Edwin for justice. And then email me, erobinson at faith intx.org that's faithintx.org um yes. or you can go visit faith 
mtx.org right and yes and donate and all of that it's all there um and if you see me in the street say what's up what's what up? up in the street he's so cool man. He's, super <laughs> he's got the best know. glasses too like you've had those glasses for a little them. while huh i those, had these for like a yeah like a year they're good oh, glasses yeah, they're right like now. yours so i feel like if they break go back to those they are I, part I, of your brand I have we'll to post a picture yeah, <laughs> we're about to take one in just a minute Welcome. All right, you guys. So we will be right back with more live chat radio. Yeah. Do you remember 21st night of September? Love is changing the minds of pretenders. While chasing the clouds away. I may be down. I'm coming up. life segment where we are giving you the practical creative tools for you to be what's next in business in music and in life this segment is infused with the things that esther and i know the best but even if you're not in business or in music you can bet there's still stuff for you to grab Tony Romo might have just pulled off the most intelligent PR move in Dallas Cowboys history 
Anyone who's been following America's team, even in the slightest, will know of the conjured controversy we've been experiencing in D-Town with our favorite injured QB. Now, I'll be the first to admit that the dramatic flair of the ambiguous and rather ill-defined press conference had me thinking that the dude was going to retire. And maybe he should, but that's neither here nor there. As a matter of fact, thanks to a little bit of flair and clever word choice, conversation from the Romo haters concerning his pending inevitable retirement seemed relatively silenced after Romo decided to do one thing. Secede to the union. That means he set his butt down for all you non-history lovers. Powerful, proven, successful. The rookie future of Cowboys football, y'all. Romo knew that choosing to step back in after months of recovery from another Romo injury wouldn't just potentially be bad for his broke back, but also for his reputation. The voices of the Dallas haters are loud, y'all. And say what you want, but even Tony himself knows that they matter. So he played to his strengths, his wisdom, his experience, his all-around team player morale. And he took a back seat to the younger, fresher, virtually undefeated new guy. Humbling and friggin' brilliant. You see... Tony Romo provides something to the team that they are not quite ready to do without. Value. Fans far and wide would likely follow Romo to the Redskins if they had to. He just got it like that. But more than anything, Romo agreed that he would actively continue to contribute to the team, including to the development of the new dude who just swiped his spot. A dude who likely would have not even gotten a shot had Romo not gotten injured again. So, what can we learn from the virtually idolized star QB who just took a back seat? Well, number one, success, whether in leadership, entrepreneurship, relationship, or any other ship for that matter, hinges on your ability or lack thereof to create value. If that value is going to be created or sustained, one must constantly and actively contribute. You guys have seen the footage. It seems as if Tony has hardly missed a beat or skipped a step since being benched. He's been at practices, on the sidelines, doing press conferences, rehabbing, actively contributing to doing his part to create success for the team. The bench didn't stop him from contributing. Contribution creates value, especially if that contribution helps to drive the ball down the field. Even if that contribution means sitting your tail down. And contribution requires your personal improvement. Think about it. What if Tony wasn't working to get personally better? What if he skipped games, avoided the press, traded his time training for time doing something else? How valuable would he actually be? You can't expect more of others if you're not expecting and creating more from yourself. Now, number two, your value makes you relevant. Now, as good as Dak Prescott is, he's still a kid. And Tony still has an understanding of the game that the kid doesn't. But that knowledge has come from years and years and years of learning, growing, navigating, and improving. The Cowboys didn't have to let the dude go because he's still relevant. 
Now think about the ships you've lost because you were no longer relevant for the success of that team, organization, or relationship. If you want to remain needed, you have to work to remain relevant. And lastly, image is nothing if you ain't got the ish to back it up. Image is probably the most overutilized form of coercion in the world today. With the click of a camera and the swipe of a filter, we can shape our images to manipulate people into believing that we are someone that we simply are not. But contrary to the Sprite slogan, if your image doesn't match your action, once the folks in your ship see you for what you are or are not able to contribute, you can bet that they will eventually bail. Tony has got a great image, yes, but he's also got the stats and the numbers to back up the goods. See what you want about the dude, but there's a reason Jerry has invested so much in him and a reason why so many people just can't imagine the boys without Antonio Romero. Value goes well beyond the image of who you say you are and reveals the truth about who you believe yourself to be. Back your image up with the ish to prove that you are as awesome as you think you are. Chances are, they're going to stick around a lot longer. Thanks so much for listening to Next Life. Esther will be back next week with some great tips for all you musicians or aspiring musicians. We'll be back after this short break. Watch it radio, radio. Southern leaves, southern trees we hung from. Barren souls, heroic songs unsung. Forgive them, Father, they know this not as undone. Tied with the rope that my grandmother died. Pride of the pilgrims affect lives of millions. Enslaved days separating fathers from children. Institution ain't just a building. But a method of having black and brown bodies fill them We ain't seen as human beings with feelings Will the U.S. ever be us, Lord willing? For now we know the new Jim Crow The stop, search, and arrest our souls Police and policies patrol Philosophies of control A cruel hand taking hold We let go to free them so we can free us America's moment to come to Jesus Bird sings for freedom to ring Black bodies being lost in the American dream Blood of black being a pastoral scene Slavery still alive, check amendment 13 Not whips and chains, are subliminal Instead of they use the word criminal Sweet land of liberty, incarcerated country Shot me with your ray gun and now you wanna trump me Prison is a business, America's the company Investing in the justice, fear and long suffering we staring in the face of hate again The same hate they say will make America great again No consolation prize for the dehumanized For America to rise is a matter of black lives And we gon' free them so we can free us America's moment to come to Jesus
won't be long. Hi, check out our latest issue of Alicia Magazine by visiting aliciamagazine.com and be sure to join our email list. That web address again is elisiamagazine.com. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chat Radio. I was getting ready to say welcome back to the After Party Radio, and that would have been wrong, but Completely. it was because we gave a shout out to Montana Mitchum. Maybe she's listened all the way to the end of today's show because we just gave you another shout out, Montana. So Shout out, Montana. <laughs> Welcome back to Lifetime Radio, though. So we've had a really great show today. Uh, we just got finished with our interview with Mr. Edwin Robinson from yes. Texas. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But he's also he's all he's always stimulating. Like in my brain, like yeah. brain stimulation uh, on uh, yeah. a billion. Thank that's, you so much. <laughs> so he's good the, too, but I mean, not like that. Okay, on the break, <laughs> our producer sent to us this really fascinating uh, article. And um, mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with faith in Texas or social justice or anything. We just found it fascinating. So the name of the, the article, and I want to hear what you have to say about this, uh, Esther, okay. is Shirley Caesar sues remove you name it challenge. And the first line says, Pastor Shirley Caesar has had enough of people profiting off of her sermon, and she's filed an injunction to stop its unauthorized use. DJ Swade, who originated the viral hashtag You Name It Challenge, has been hit with a lawsuit after attorney says Caesar's <laughs> suffered five million dollars in losses woman of god five million dollars <laughs> furthermore his videos quote violated caesar's christian brand and should be removed her christian brand <laughs> she needs to stop it Esther. shirley caesar oh my gosh woman of god this i mean really okay i gotta i gotta read this quote oh he said it says that uh walker said the judge decided the video which is linked below and it's several images of of alcohol quote violate the brand image and name of a christian pastor referring to caesar okay so first of all <laughs> i want to know how much money has he actually made off the video? I don't. How how is he even oh, making great money? Question. I don't. I think people have a false assumption of how one makes money off of the viral, internet or yeah. social media or viral videos. Like unless he is selling merchandise and it's coming from his website, and anybody unless can he's make selling music too, because uh, it's not a song. Like no. you can't go download the no. you name it song. No, you can um you can listen to it over and over again on Instagram. Right. And another question that I will be interested in asking her attorneys is how much money has she profited from that song of her saying you name it. Right. Like uh, how many how many records has she sold right. as an increase just from this challenge? How many people know who Shirley Caesar is now that did not know who she was before? Right. How many additional gigs has she booked because yes. she suddenly became really right now that's what i'm making money so apparently also producer just handed this to us the quote is uh this producer is should a, have been on the air with us he won't come this stuff. is off of vibe.com i've asked i've asked i think our producer is brilliant you can quote me on that our yep. producer frankie c wilson is brilliant nonetheless <laughs> he just passed he just passes his phone which means that this is serious he wants us to read this it says oh she got a lace dress on baby she got this lace on baby in this mother Listen, I want 
wonder if that violates Pastor, her Christian actually. standards. Pastor, as a, Shirley, uh, Caesar. Christian, she ain't got on no spanks in this one though. I don't want to get sued, so let me keep. And talking. she getting interviews and stuff. She's she ain't so got an interview. I ain't seen. I ain't heard Shirley Caesar on an interview since nineteen eighty-five. So uh, this is from Vibe.com. Thank you, Source, Vibe.com. And the headline reads, Pastor Shirley Caesar is is selling, hashtag you name it, merchandise for a good cause. This is a few weeks ago. Oh, no. So no, oh, so she's profiting from it. Sure. She, she's profiting from the she's hashtag. Selling that she, she's saying that she's selling it for a good cause, though. Let's see if we can find the cause. This was on, on Monday, November the 21st. The legendary vocalist announced the official You Name It website. Holy cow. You name it website. Well, it is which, her song, so I get that. But it's you, a but call. It, it, I but thought the, it was called Hold My Mule, though. It is like, Hold My Mule. It's not called but You it, Name It, right? But it, she says You Name It in yeah, there, so so she it. just kind of took that and ran with it. Well, here's what she's selling: uh, sells um, house, which sells houses, teas. I don't think that's you know right. Mugs, aprons, cutting boards, and more. In light of remixes made, cutting boards. Yeah, you can get a cutting board um, to hold my mule, a video of her. This, listen, vibe.com, you've got some serious grammatical errors in this, but we're going to keep reading. <laughs> the video of her 1988 performance of the song made its rounds on the web last week with celebrities like Chris Brown creating fun. Oh, she's also, I think uh, Snoop Dogg, by the way, yeah, is in her lawsuit. Oh, Snoop um, is in the lawsuit? Oh, yeah. Snoop is mentioned in the lawsuit is what I read. I heard that song. It's uh, it's whack, too. Uh, Snoop's version? Yeah. DJ Swade and his management were in conversations with her lawyer. They didn't reach an agreement, and they put it out anyway. This is weird. Yeah. This is weird. My thing is, it's, again, it's... First of all, it's dead. It's old. It's 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 definitely going to be old for 2017. It yeah. probably has like another 72 it's hours. It's going to get through Christmas. Life. No, it's going to get through Christmas. It'll probably get through Christmas. But it's not even. But it's not even like hot no more. Like no. it was hot for like a, seven a days. Couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And so she's and she's already benefited from it. But it's the same thing as Patty Labelle with those during Patty Pies. Right. She got big headed. Right. And started trying to um like she wouldn't give the dude that actually made her made her she pies give popular. Him no money. She wouldn't give him no money. Then he, she started giving him like little spot dates with her on the stage, just trying to make him happy. And, right. And now guess what? Her pies on now she doing commercials for Walmart. Right. Her pies is stacking up because right. nobody's buying it. Because crap. her pies were actually not that good. They to were begin not good. With. First like, of all, I don't even like sweet, sweet potato, potato pies. pies. Don't yeah. tell black people. She didn't oh, mean gosh, it. I hate it. It's yeah. gross. I don't know what that means. Oh, we got the new. Oh. I like how oh. you. I just wish you were That's on the how you segment. Started revolution, with us. you name a challenge. Well, she could have. She could have maximized. And this is anybody who has any sort of viral. I'm gonna tell this to myself. I'm gonna speak this into life, just in case I have speak like a yourself, viral revolution. Honey. So, like, anytime you have a viral revolution, the brand manager in me says, "How in the world? How much can you capitalize on this?" So, capitalizing mm -hmm. on it does not mean suing the people who helped you get some recognition, no. especially Nobody when you was since thinking you've about been you, Shirley. Irrelevant. You was in the middle of the ocean. She I, said, "I know." And, and she I, found out. And I love Shirley Caesar as a human being. I'm sure she's. I'm looking at a photo of her right now. I'm sure she is a <laughs> lovely human being, but she's been irrelevant especially in pop culture there were mo so many people that were like who the is uh shirley caesar we don't know right right and so now that you're relevant if you get some traction off of virality 
and especially if the person who created your virality is not you and then well, connect with them isn't that ministry like aren't you supposed to be Girl. trying to spread it as much as possible so Girl. you have tapped into a whole nother generation a whole nother generation people a whole who were not generation paying attention of to people you before. that don't even know you exist and this Girl. is your opportunity to spread the love of god and you too busy suing people because Girl. they got liquor in your drink Girl. Like, and that video girl ain't shirley have Sister a seat shirley That's mother say. shirley have a seat could now. you please this is for all the christianese people in the world like y'all are supposed to be reaching other folks by the way you're, saying. you're not supposed to say you name bubble. it you name it i like how she does shake her hand though you know like she's got that twitch in it like she's got <sighs> parkinson's so, in that one moment really? you name it. it's great Oh, I'm going to watch it again. Like sometimes when I think about it, I want to go back and see it again because it's really funny. I have that moment. You should play it. Producer sent it to me like as soon as it came out Mm -hmm. before it became super uber popular. Mm -hmm. Also, the I am delivered challenge is also something that's pretty funny right now. So the I am delivered challenge delivered. Yeah. Oh, there's a challenge now. Oh, Oh, is that the one you just showed me? That is. And there are multiple videos. We're going to do rest in peace right now, Shirley. Cause you, Are you this, this, this this song gonna be done in just a second. No, but that's like the original. You gotta do the one that when they drop the beat. Oh is yeah, this the is the original. That's not the one. Oh there you go. Oh there you go. Yeah. Hey, hey, can y'all hear that? And I'm gonna watch the video because I don't I don't remember nobody having liquor in here. That's not the oh, that's not the original. That's not the- the thing is that a billion people have done the you name it challenge so like are you gonna go chase down all the people who have done videos to your song sister shirley are you just mad at the original guy beans green potatoes tomatoes and there's also dogs beans green beans green potatoes tomatoes that's not the word the organ in the background is so good (laughs) i think she should say thank you exactly First of all, her video, Hold My Mule, now has 1,928,000 views. It probably has 6,000 views. It probably has 6,000 views. Everybody wanted to know from where it came. Her interviews now have 82 million. Because she was not getting interviews before. Shirley, you know you weren't getting no interviews before. Pastor Caesar, I mean, really. Just say thank you. Tell them thank you for getting you into the 21st century because you were not here before. And I love you, Pastor. I love you, Pat. Not that you're going to listen to our little show because then you'd be trying to. We didn't listen. We just trying to help you. Don't start suing us for uh, defamation of character. (laughs) We ain't got no money. (laughs) (laughs) This is a this is a free podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas time. We ain't got no time for that, boo. (laughs) We got time. Okay, on that note, Shirley, we love I wish you. we would have li- I wish we would have Facebook Live this because we might have maybe could have gotten some virality if we hashtag you name a challenge. Right, exactly. Oh man, this is the cutting board. Okay, so oh my god, producer oh, Frankie just showed cute, us the cutting listen, board. Producer Frankie, this is I it's just lost. Kind of cute. I would I would actually. It's buy cute. That. It's not like they got those like a standard cutting board. I lost it. Wait, make it I come got back. greens, beans, tomatoes, it's cute. potatoes, yams, grams, lamb. But she is hams. making a profit. Like she should have waited until after the lawsuit is over before she launched her website. 
Oh my Who God. is managing you? Who is managing your brand? <laughs> that she is doesn't the have a brand manager. Wrong. You better believe move. that. The only thing she Sister has Shirley. is a regular manager and some lawyers. This is This is the wrong move. You cannot put up your website while you are suing the people who made you famous. You can't. Call you, you name it. it. And then the, the website is called youname.com. Because you name it, Shirley. Oh, uh uh-uh. Because they can sue you right back. I can't. Because that's called Home My Mule. Now you name it. That, exactly. Because this is a brand. This is Shirley. our brand. Shirley. And hashtag, you name it. Shirley. By Dr. Shirley C. Shirley. You did not create this challenge, Dr. Sir- Shirley C. Hashtag, Caesar? you name it for good. Shirley. This is not a good look for you. All right, you guys. Producer so Frankie we're done. says we have to get off the air. We didn't even. We're going all the way in. We didn't even appropriate. <laughs> you started just, it. I know. <laughs> Shirley, you done made me. I like you too, and you done okay. made me angry. Let right, me get on Shirley. off this because you done made a website. You guys this ain't even yours. Make sure that you connect with us on social media. Edwin Hawkins, not Edwin yes. Hawkins. Uh-huh. Uh, I do love Edwin, Edwin Rob- Hawkins. <laughs> Edwin Robinson. <laughs> it's because we were talking about Shirley Caesar. I yes. thought of Edwin Hawkins. So make sure that you connect with us on all social media platforms. Share this podcast with somebody. I hope we made you laugh today because <laughs> uh, if, if you are like us, I'm sure you needed it in some type of capacity. So you guys have a blessed week. And again, always do us the one favor because we do not charge for this podcast. Um, we are asking you to share this podcast with one of your friends. Bring people to the podcast. That's all we're asking you to do. It's share it with like-minded people like yourself because our listeners are freaking awesome and you are the best listeners in the universe and we want more people like you so share the podcast um christmas is coming up you guys i hope you ain't go broke for black friday because bills are still due but uh you know happy christmas merry new year (laughs) i was gonna say quantico that's Uh, tv show i meant to say kwanzaa yeah madison did you take the m&ms madison because i was eating them I think wow. I'm going to yeah, I think I'm going to wow. celebrate Kwanzaa this year. So you anyway, you guys, we we'll, yeah, I think Talk I, about I, it I, I usually try to celebrate it I can't wait. some type of way. But anyway, okay. um, God bless you guys. Bye we'll guys. Talk to you later.